Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast, episode 112. This week, we have Jenna Kopetsky, K-O-P-I-T-S-K-E. Jenna is a highly skilled musician known for her proficiency as a drummer, pianist, and composer in the Wisconsin's music scene. Recently relocating to Nashville, she embarked on her first national tour as a drummer alongside Waylon Nahapali. I think I said that right. It's spelled N-I-H-I-P-A-L-I and was performing across several states with Waylon. Jenna's talent earned her an endorsement with Piasty Symbols, adding to her recognition in the industry. Additionally, she runs her own business, teaching piano and drum lessons while actively studying and performing diverse music genres. With a rich background in both live and studio settings, Jenna has contributed to numerous recording projects across various styles. Her compositions reflect a contemporary new age style with uplifting and ambient tones, reminiscent of renowned composer George Winston. Releasing her debut EP, Unheard Of, in 2018, followed by Pride and Joy in 21, and the single Losing Light in 22, Jenna has been making her mark as a composer. Armed with a music industry degree from University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, she completed a valuable internship at Primary Wave Music Publishing in Los Angeles and New York City, further fueling her ambitions to establish herself as a prominent piano composer in the filming scoring industry. So let's get right into the conversation with Jenna. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have Jenna Kopitsky. Um, she's been in multiple bands in the Milwaukee, um, southeastern Wisconsin area. Um, she's on today talking about um, her future plans in music, um, moving down to Nashville, and the plans when she's going down there. So once again, uh, welcome Jenna to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thank you for having me. I also hope that pets are allowed. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, awesome. I have uh dog and um my my kid is back home and they have a have a cat too so now we we have both here oh yeah see i i also have a, a little dog uh what was what, what she she's a blue healer shiba anu mix okay and also a little morky so i don't know if you ever watched tweety bird with you know the three of them oh, yeah. that's pretty much our house okay all the time <laughs> yeah well, it's so it's... nice when they're small and don't make any noise but yeah then you find out who you got as they grow <laughs> so. their, their personalities start popping out and all of a sudden watch out yep so why don't you we introduce you to the listeners and why don't you kind of give them your music origin story how did you get started in music is your family musical you know things like that sure well i am the only person in my family at least that i know of now i'll have to reach out to some of those cousins and uncles but i kind of paved my way in music uh from a young age my parents put me in piano lessons when i was in second or third grade absolutely hated it they had to like remove me from the car and place me in you know the teacher's home and you know i just i didn't really like it because reading music was was challenging i personally i'm i learned by ear now okay i can read like drum set music but uh piano with the the two staffs it's a it's a lot so you know as a young kid that kind of deterred me from wanting to do music but i stuck with it 
What she can do on a keyboard, I'm totally impressed with. She reminded me of the great George Winston, who I really admire. It's like I can't get enough of what she can do. Her gifts, the way of playing the piano, it's exciting and exuberating for me. It shows a lot of love in her music and what she does. She came out with a new song called Cascade, and the way she could play that piano just blows my mind. I came across Jenna as um, a fellow musician in the you know, Green Bay, Appleton area in Wisconsin. And as a musician, she's uh, obviously a, a great pianist. But uh, in, a, in a pop setting, she's playing a Hammond organ. She's playing um, a Wurlitzer. She's playing a Fender Rhodes sound. She's playing synthesizer. And she moves between those mediums effortlessly and great range as a musician. And the song that she's you know recently has out, Cascade, is the name of the song. When I listen to it, I think of, uh, I think of Waterfalls. There is a cascade on the right hand, uh, tempo shifts that just uh, really free your mind up and let you wander through the music with her.
and I first picked up drums in jazz band in middle school. And I also was placed in percussion uh, in bands. I was always a band kid. And then, yeah, high school did the whole marching thing, symphonic stuff, orchestral things. Uh, moved on, you know, college. I'm going to be graduating in a couple weeks here. And I uh, stuck on with percussion and, you know, ensemble work, percussion studies, Titan Steel okay. band here. And yeah, it just kind of built up uh, ever from the, you know, the start. And there's a lot of, you know, piano and theory knowledge that I use, even like with, with my drumming, which, uh, you know, was a, was a shock to think about if you told me that when I first started, but um, drums and piano are the two main instruments I play now. So. Excellent. Cool. Very cool. Using the knowledge from being in all those organizations through school, have you found that to be very helpful with you going forward? For sure. I do teach. I've taught since I was maybe 15 years old, uh, piano lessons, drum set, and also percussion for a few students. So yeah, it's really, uh, it's refreshing to kind of see like them open their, their little book and be like, oh, you know, those days. But, you know, I can reflect because I was a percussionist. You know, I can help them with, you know, perhaps knowledge, um, you know, with that piano background too. And I, I compose as well. So it um, gives me a lot of creativity for my lesson plans because I would hate to just read the book, read the book, you know, have them get bored, you know, as, as I once got very bored in lessons, but I always make sure to add in a, a component for composition, whatever instrument that I'm teaching them so they can, you know, kind of run with it. Actually, what, what was it? Um, what, uh, news core that that's what it was. Okay. Uh, one of my students, he was really interested in, in writing a piece of his own. So I taught him how to use kind of the software. And we actually, he, he wrote one of his pieces that they, I think may use, uh, it goes to St. Mary's here. I live in Greenville. So, so that's really cool to help build, you know, a child up and kind of use some of that knowledge that I didn't necessarily know I had until I began teaching. So, yeah, excellent. Yeah. We definitely need, you know, more educators out there teaching the right things, you know, the right ways, you know, tech proper techniques and, you know, and then learning the rules and then breaking the rules or bending the rules on, you know, making sure yourself be you know your own personality on on whatever instrument you're working on yeah and even like warm-ups like i know it's just so overlooked but really taking like five ten minutes sight reading too before you you begin your practice it's so important because like there's a reason that you know these these old people these like you know 70s 80s you know these these men playing you know that kind of music are still you know in a small sense playing touring around because they you know followed up on those trends yeah Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, before we got onto the beginning of the conversation, the pre-show, you were talking about the different groups that you've been in. Um, why don't you just run down that, you know, you don't have to go every single one, but run down some okay. of the lists of the ones that you've been in in the local area. Okay. Um, well, unfortunately, uh, Milwaukee is is quite far from, from me here, but I will start with uh, Johnny T-Bird. Uh, he actually picked me up I was playing at the Clements, the side stage at Summerfest uh, many years ago with a group. And he, this photographer, Leanne Flynn, okay. uh, she's does a lot of photography in the Milwaukee area. And she was going Facebook Live and she posted it. I had no idea who she was. And this this Johnny, uh, John Newberger, was, must have been friends with her on Facebook. And he saw the video and he, he like commented like six 
to seven times. He's like, who, who's this girl? Who's, who's the drummer? I want to meet her. And he's been playing at Summerfest for maybe seven years now. Yeah. Uh, and he's been doing his own thing, a trio blues group. Occasionally adds, you know, sax, keys, the the like. You're right, right. And uh, I eventually hooked on with him. It was actually funny. The first gig I was supposed to have with him was in Racine, which is like two and a half hours from me. And I drove with my mom. And it was so long of a drive because, you know, I had essentially played on the road mostly with Johnny. Uh, some neighboring states, too. Uh, I had never done that before. But anyways, we, we get right there and the storm just hits. <laughs> and it's just... And the people in the venue said, well, I'm sorry, but our bands don't play inside. We have them play outside. Oh. They're like, well, all of our like tent, our equipment that they said it, it got ruined like a few months, months ago. So they sent us home. Oh, and no. I was like, is this what I'm getting into? Like, what, what, what is all <laughs> this? I just, I remember my mom's face just. Yeah, I it bet. It was so hilarious. But, but no, I've, I've had a lot of fun with Johnny. Um, we played various, you know, clubs here in Appleton. Uh, Deja Vu Martini Lounge was the last gig. Uh, my first one with him was at Gibson Music Hall. So both on College Avenue. I felt like that was a, um, you know, a peaceful um, tribute and, and goodbye to that group. Uh, even nice. though we had traveled so many places, uh, you know, around Wisconsin and neighboring states, uh, summer fest, some, you know, cool gigs to just, you know, local bars, um, so yeah, that that's always been fun. And I recorded um Playtime is the name of the album. I did organ on there. Also uh you know just uh, regular, you know, whirly um keys, uh various percussion instruments and and drum set. So that was a cool project uh with him before um my departure. Yeah. Appleton Alliance Church, they have uh you know various members uh in the worship band and all the instruments, but um such a fun time with them and uh just great musicians that you know we all learn together you know i think that's really important too you know not to feel like you ever hit a ceiling in music always to be like what what should i learn next you know with them they they use the national number system on their right, tracks, right. you know the vocalists yeah all, people of various ages are learning this stuff so i really uh enjoy playing with them too i'll, I'll be sad uh, i'll miss them but i mean i'll, I'll be back for the mile of music in august okay uh, I'll come back to Wisconsin for that. And I also teach Rock U, which is a uh, like music camp through Hyde Music. So. Okay. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I've been a coach there for two years now. This will be my third um, in August of 2023. And uh, yeah, I've done a lot through Hyde Music. It all started through a street week. So in, I don't know if you, um, you're familiar with Hyde Music, DD Todd things they do no i haven't heard it no okay yeah they have a couple locations oshkosh and, and stevens point for okay. a hide music stores green bay too but um so yeah you can just play on the street you know hence street week and leave out a bucket and raise money and they you know feeding america uh, is where the profits go excellent anyway so um i kept in contact with them and george winston my biggest influence on the piano actually played in their store a few times i was i was fairly young at this point my, my parents took me um but i stayed in contact you know with people at hide music and uh they offered me a position to coach and like i said this is you know i'd been teaching a couple years so it was uh it was cool to you know organize students in a rock band sense because this is essentially the music that i've been playing since um my start music uh, okay. rock and a little bit of blues 
So it's really fun. Who you ne- you never know who you're gonna get. You know, we audition the students um, weeks before and kind of play some. Uh, there's people like string, you know, instrumentalists, cellos, violins walking through the door, and I'm like, man, I'm glad I had that class in college to to know, you know, the ranges and the the techniques of all those instruments. I'm trying to think who else do we have. I think just most of the main rock instruments, but yeah, uh, it's cool. And then you get to teach them how to like, you know, have stage presence and like properly, you know, sing into like, you know, microphone. And uh, you can really just be so creative with the students. And we have a lot of repeats, too. Yeah. Great. Great. I look forward to that. So more more educating our young musicians out there, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Very phenomenal. I wrote the song Capes. It's about my grandmother and she's a hero and not all heroes wear capes. She inspired me to write this song and... Throughout her entire recovery journey, she taught me how to be kind to others and how to take anything that gets thrown at you with grace.
So you had also mentioned that you are moving down to Nashville. You're taking business uh, courses. So why don't you kind of uh, expand on that? What's happening now going sure, forward? Yeah. Well, I've always had kind of a business mindset because I knew from very early on that music drumming specifically is what I wanted to do. That's how I wanted to make my money. And uh, Oshkosh University has a music industry program that is broken into audio production, music business combined, or just one or the other. So I just did the music business. I was in audio for one week. And I switched my major because the XLR, the it, it was all uh, too much for me. Okay. Um, some people may be laughing at that, but yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I don't I think just so. leave you it know, to someone else who, yeah, you know, their brain will just seem to understand better. Mm -hmm. So some of the classes there uh, I took were web design. Uh, I do have a website too that I um a friend and I built um about three years ago now, and I've been uh, updating that. Also, uh, social media marketing. Uh, we had like these TikTok projects, which are actually fairly relevant now, considering you know after twenty twenty, in the pandemic, how you know, the transition to, you know, primarily, you know, posting reels and, and TikToks and all that was is just so important now. I never would have thought that because you know at the time it's just like oh TikTok for business project, but that was cool. We worked with local. Um, businesses who were just kind of starting up and needed some help with social media presence. You know, that was a class too. But um, it's all, you know, coming together now. And I think um, it's just really important that musicians know the correct way to, you know, file, you know, taxes and know exactly what's expected of them. Mm -hmm. um, and just having that background knowledge can really set um, a musician apart, I feel, from various ones that are just trying to, like, stay afloat among the rest, but don't really know the first steps to, to getting there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And well, yeah, for Nashville, I am, um, I'm yeah. actually, I have an internship. You need an internship to graduate um, I'm from Oshkosh. I think that's pretty common now for, for most schools. And uh, I'm interning with primary wave. They're based in New York city. The teams I'm going to be working with are it's remote. So from New York and also LA and I'm going to be doing sync licensing. Oh, cool. So I did a whole presentation on this at a senior recital too um, at, at school just a, a couple weeks ago. But uh, just to reiterate some of that, sync is pretty much putting music to anything motion picture. So um, the music supervisors I am working with, they some of the clients are Stevie Nicks, um, Def Leppard, Disturbed, Gin Blossoms. So the client tell um are pretty much doing some amazing things so i'm really excited to you know perhaps observe or be of any assistance to the process of taking music that they release you know remastered versions or anything and then seeing okay can this can it be used in this netflix show or you know this movie is being used um and kind of going through sometimes even like 2000 songs a week and listening and finding what is the you know the most perfect soundtrack to use yeah and just kind of um, learning more uh, about the process of sync license, you know, um, the deals put there. So if we we have independent um, musicians listening in, is there like a short summary about how they, if they were interested in getting into sync licensing, is it, you know, is there a certain steps sure. that they take? You know, is there, can you explain that yeah. a little bit for them? Uh, Roy Elkins, uh, he's actually from Madison. 
uh, he, he's been a great mentor to me and something he said that uh, has always resonated with me is that um, he speaks to, you know, schools or, you know, various, um, you know, musicians all the time. And they always say, everyone raises their hand. They think they have all these songs that are perfect for being placed. You know, they, they think they're ready. But then he says, can you name 10 shows that use your music? Let's say you're a folk guitarist, instrumental folk guitarist. Can you name 10 shows where you hear folk guitar like anywhere? And then all the hands go down. So I would say to anyone who is really interested in sync, take, I think they have so many like online classes. I know um, Mike Elsner he, um, from uh, California, he does a ton of those. And I just like subscribe to a ton of people who are doing essentially the work I want to do, who are in the business, who's done it the longest. Another thing is I watch, you know, shows or movies that I'm most interested in. And I pause until the end credits come and I like go on Instagram and I look up who was the music supervisor. And then I connect with them on LinkedIn and I just keep contact with and then it just grows and grows. And then that way, when I'm like interning and they're like, oh, we're going to work with Mike. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I spoke to him and, you know, eventually all that will build. But I would just say, make sure that you like know the terms of sync and know what's expected of you. For example, one stop. Um, you know, artists who have the rights to the master, wrote the song, composed the song, wrote the lyrics. It's all kind of in one. That's way easier to make deal with because then you don't have to clear it with this producer or someone who's overseas and doesn't, you know, has a manager that doesn't speak English. You know, then there's so many steps and then you're just you're not ready like all those people thought. So um, for me, I guess I got pretty lucky because I am primarily wanting to license my piano music. Uh, something I didn't talk about yet, I, I play piano too, just instrumental. Um, I've been doing that, so. Yeah, you, you mentioned that you started, you know, your parents shoving you through the, the instructors. Yes, the yes, so in my in my gigs, you know, in drumming with bands, I also do, you know, solo gigs for right. just, you know, piano, um, no vocals. So it's perfect, you know, because, you know, you're watching, for example, uh, a drama, and there's a lot of bickering, there's a lot of talking. You don't want to, you know, submit your song that has guitar, drums, all this stuff. You want something that's kind of like, you know, less is more, essentially. Right. Songs with, you know, or I mean, um, shows with more dialogue are going to want songs that have less. Or shows that have, you know, scenes that are essentially nothing. They're going to want more dramatic songs. So just kind of knowing exactly where your music is needed. Yeah. So that way you're not like wasting time chasing something where it's like, well, you know, you weren't going to find your answer there. Got that, that was a lot. I hope. No, that, that's, uh, that's really good. I mean, some of that was answered. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, those that really want to pursue it are going to use that information and build upon it and mm -hmm. do more research, you know, but that's a good, I think that's a good summary of this. So excellent. So thank you for, for supplying that information. For sure. Yeah. Looking at my question here, sometimes I ask, you know, the guest's opinion about the local scene attitude, you know, what positives you've kind of experienced and some of the, um, what would you call, uh, things that are suffocating the, the local scene that needs to be, you know, unsuffocated. Sure. Um, well, there's a reason I'm moving to Nashville. Yeah. I uh, definitely, I, I don't believe the industry is, is here in, in Wisconsin. Um, 
the people who are, you know, playing, you know, shows regularly. And um, for example, you know, like people like Boogie and the Yo-Yos, you know, they're doing well. That's like, I feel like where musicians would want to, you know, lead themselves to, you know, you got the tight group, you got the rehearsals, you got the Christmas shows, you got the summer shows, you got the 4th of July shows, you know, you have a fan base, you have a, a, a forum on Facebook where fans can communicate, you know, but there's just so many other musicians who are just like, not just kind of surrounding, just kind of everywhere you go. And I've definitely enjoyed playing with various groups here, different instruments, learning from people and uh, doing a lot of studio work too. Um, what I do like about Wisconsin is that I get to play covers. I get to play classic, you know, rock and roll music Yeah. Um, at the jams, uh, other places too. Um, so I do think Wisconsin has a wide um, variety of music you can hear depending on, you know, the band that you follow. Um, Nashville, I mean, obviously there's the stereotype that it's all country and it kind of is primarily country, but there, but, you know, rock and roll, you can play that in, in certain bars downtown on Broadway, as I've come to find out, um, you know, the next bar could just be Willie Nelson, you know, covers the right. whole, you know, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, it's so interesting to me. Um, I've certainly, you know, enjoyed playing uh, here in Wisconsin. I just feel like there's more moving parts down in Nashville. Like, for example, um, if someone here were trying to, like, find um, a booking agent or, or a manager, you're going to have a real hard time because just a lot of those moving parts are in, you know, more of the music centers, like, you know, New York, Chicago, uh, and L.A. And, of course, you know, you can do that, you know, remote work, but I feel like it's just best to have, like, you know, that person on your team, you know, come to the shows if you have that, you know, in-person contact. So, yeah. um, I guess maybe something to improve on, maybe if more of these musicians kind of like, you know, how I have the sync background knowledge, they kind of have more background knowledge of being, you know, business owners, essentially, and maybe more of those moving parts would develop over time if, you know, more people knew how labels worked, more people started their own labels versus just kind of playing in bars. And they were like, why am I not, you know, kind of moving up the ladder it's like well because the same bars are going to book you because you're you know it's dirt cheap yeah right so i don't know i guess that's my take on it but um i for sure will be coming back you know in august for the mile and uh, right all those other people and of course you know my family uh hopefully they have some kleenex boxes left i know my mom i'm gonna miss her the most but uh you know you gotta give it the old college try exactly exactly um, now you, you had mentioned that you were on, um, some recordings. Are you planning on doing your own projects in the future? Are you working on something right now or what's the plan? Yes, uh, of course. I, um, am working on my third, uh, piano album. I have about four tracks. Nothing is, um, recorded. The latest that I did was Losing Light, which is my single that all of y'all should check out, um. I don't know if people send links here, but I, I could definitely give it to you uh, anyways. Yeah, you can put um, that what was, I usually do. Yeah, that I... was really spontaneous. I uh, have my Clavinova in, in the other room, and I just hit record, and I just played for two minutes, and then I stopped it, and I didn't make, like, any, like, you know, mistakes or anything. I had no idea what I was doing. I was feeling really creative. Yeah. And then I took the USB out, took it to Mark Goldie for mastering, and it was released essentially in a few weeks so 
if I can just keep, you know, that up, keep the ideas flowing, I think um, that project should be finished by late next year. Uh, I'd like to have more songs. Um, my EP, the last one was five, okay. and then the album before it was, was seven. So, um, but yeah, some interesting tunes coming. Excellent. That'd be perfect. Excellent. Cool. Work-life balance or school-life balance, um, do you find it an easy task or something that you feel like it's a, it's a hard task for you to try to be in control of? Sure. Um, well, I've always been able to manage gigging, working, um, my part-time job that I um, will obviously be quitting because I'm moving. Uh, I've had that steady for about five years. Um, you know, I feel like if you care enough about something, if you're committed enough, you know, as I am to, to gigging and also getting my degree, you, you can make it work. I did take every interim class offered at school, which is three weeks, like three credits of, you know, a whole semester's class compressed into three weeks. I took all of those opportunities so I can get done in three and a half years and do my last semester, you know, in Nashville. So Good I... Idea definitely think it was worth you know being so hard on myself especially during you know like the covid semesters that was my freshman year of college it was the spring and you know i didn't know what college was all about i just started and they sent us home i was like yes (laughs) and you know i guess i wasn't too affected by it i'm very fortunate that you know everyone in my family is is um you know healthy now and we didn't you know have any losses or anything like that but i know it certainly wasn't the case for a lot of the the united states yeah right it's you know like most people say it's just you gotta know what your priority or your priority list is and you know be able to you know balance you know from you know your your goals and taking a break once in a while for sure i mean sometimes here and anyone you know perhaps at uw oshkosh you may see this you know now or in the in the future it's it's crazy there are sometimes 12 hour days where you have you know an 8 a.m and then you have you know, uh, an orchestra rehearsal that's that ends around 6.15, and then you have, I don't know, to drive for me, I, I commute. I mean, obviously, this ain't, you know, no dorm room. Uh, it's just, it's some super late nights. But then, you know, I, you know, gig Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, have that income. Right. Um, to pay for a textbook that's laying there because, you know, you're gigging over the weekend. But, yeah. you know, you eventually find a balance that, you know, that works for you. And, uh, right. Exactly. Yeah, I applaud any of the you know musicians who are going to school just having a degree in anything else. You know, for me it was business, but um, yeah, the and more that, you know, my goodness, it, it can never, uh, it, it's never a bad thing. Right. Exactly. Um, is there a gig that has made a major impression on you, either as a performer or an audience member, or maybe even both? Sure. It was actually one earlier this year with Nick Gonnering at uh, Broadway in downtown Green Bay. Okay. So uh, he did this thing called the Candlelight Series. He had a ton of, you know, candles. The stage was super hot. Uh, it ended sadly. Maybe he'll bring that back. Nick, you, you should bring that back. I'll send this to you. Um, but it, you know... Some people, you know, over the course of, you know, me doing my solo piano music, people come up and they're like, I'll give you a tip if you sing. And it's just like, you know, that's not what I do. I'm an instrumental artist and there's just not enough, you know, instrumental pianists, uh, perhaps in Wisconsin or perhaps just, you know, at all. So 
not a lot of people, you know, kind of understood what I was doing. I didn't really under, yeah. you know, ap appreciate that. But but Nick, he took me as I was and he presented, you know, this opportunity and I opened for him. And I mean, he had so many, you know, loving, caring fans um, um, there. And I felt like I could really connect. I had, you know, a lot of, you know, people I knew there to support me. And it, it felt like such a classy, you know, gig that just doesn't come around uh, very often. And I had just, you know, my keyboard there. I did every single tune I've ever written. It was a little bit over um, an hour's worth of just, you know, all all piano music. And uh, it was it was so beautiful too. He had candles like everywhere in the whole entire um, the section. So. Yeah, that was that was perfect. Very cool. Here's the last question. Oh, What's on your playlist yeah. right now that you're really listening to? Well, anyone who knows me knows that uh, the Foo Fighters are just number one, first and foremost. Um, to be honest, I I have a, a Christmas show coming up at the Time Theater with Frankie Moscato, Mary Farmer. It's what I've been promoting the most lately. So Christmas music, I'd say kind of in preparation for that okay um you know i know like some of like the classics like you know the charlie brown snoopy's christmas stuff like that but we're getting into like the the michael buble stuff and um, nice you know stevie wonder stuff and uh so currently in preparation for that show christmas music but uh when not i like all you know kinds of music trivium is uh that heavy metal stuff uh Animals as leaders, that's, that's more metal, but I also like some Dave Weckl, Jay Oliver, just, you know, jazz fusion uh, of those albums. So, um, good. I guess anything really. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have a wide span of different, you know, styles of music to listen to. Well, Jenna, it was a pleasure talking with you. It was a great time. You as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Jenna, for that great interview. And thank you to everyone out there who is listening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you learned some great music business information hopefully you got something out of that um, don't forget to leave a review on apple um, Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast it's much appreciated um, and keep helping amplify wisconsin music thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of the wisconsin music podcast without your support it's really hard to amplify these great bands here in Wisconsin, so it's much appreciated that you're out here listening and telling everybody about these great groups and the podcasts that help support and amplify the great bands that you enjoy. But hey, it's not just about them. It's about supporting all the incredible Wisconsin musicians out there. That includes you. By tuning in, you are showing your love and appreciation for the soulful beats, electrifying sounds, and heart-stirring melodies being born right here in our own state of Wisconsin. We invite you to join this musical celebration where you play a vital role. Your support means the world to us, to these talented artists, and to the entire Wisconsin music community. So let's unite as one powerful force and rally behind our local musicians, rock stars or folk artists, hip-hop legends or country crooners. They all share the same dream of having their music heard and cherished, and you have the power to make that happen. And join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave those ravishing five-star reviews. Your engagement fuels our passion to continue amplifying the musical magic of Wisconsin. Because your engagement fuels our passion and to continue amplifying the musical magic of Wisconsin. 
Hold on, we're just getting started. Brace yourself for an exciting journey filled with inspiring interviews where you get a front row seat to the diverse sounds and voices of our beloved state. Together, we'll showcase the brilliance of Wisconsin's musicians, artists, and the amazing organizations and businesses that support this vibrant music community. Let's share the word with your friends, your family, your coworkers, anyone who appreciates the heart and soul of music, especially Wisconsin music. Together, we'll create a musical sensation that resonates far beyond Wisconsin borders. Thank you, incredible listeners of the Wisconsin Music Podcast, for being the driving force behind this unforgettable journey. Your passion and support helps keep us going. We can't wait to bring you the next interview. Stay tuned for more thrilling episodes filled with pure Wisconsin talent. And we would also like to thank Fox City's Indie Radio for playing these episodes on their radio station so go and help support them as well have a great week everybody and we'll see you next week